0: This is a CBC Podcast.
1: 102.5 FM in Regina, 540
2: AM across Saskatchewan. Premier Scott Moe says he's calling MLAs back to the legislature early to protect parental rights. This comes on the heels of a judge pressing pause on the government's new education policy on pronouns. Premier says his government is ready to use the notwithstanding clause to ensure the policy stays in place. Ariana Giroux is director of the UR Pride Center for Sexuality and Diversity.
1: You know, I am absolutely shocked and aghast at the fact that my government is going to strip my community of rights you know uh, that my government is going to to carry out this mass attack which i think we can all acknowledge this is um and and you know use and abuse powers of government to limit the rights of children um you know the most vulnerable people in our society
2: for more on this, we've reached our political panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan. Murray Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader-Post. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Adam, what can you tell us about this court injunction?
0: Well, the, it's a 56 pages, so I didn't I'm going to tell a secret here. I didn't didn't read all of it, but I the, the important points here from Justice McGaw are that uh, he found that the protection of youth in this case outweighed the interest expressed by the government and that's why he granted the injunction. There's many other reasons. He said that not having children under 16 be able to use their chosen name or pronoun would have them suffer irreparable harm and that was one of the arguments that the lawyers for you are pride made and the government pushed back against that uh, but that obviously didn't uh, sway the judge. Now this still is pending a court hearing that's going to happen in November but oh wait, we have a notwithstanding clause uh, announcement by the government. This came like 20 minutes after the government sent an earlier statement uh, from the gov- the Premier's office then the Premier came out, had a tweet ready to go and said uh, a bunch of things, uh, most notably that they're going to recall the legislature, as you mentioned, on October 10th, two weeks early to bring this in. And this is something that they've threatened for uh, a while now. It was first raised by the Saskatchewan United Party in a press release. They put out a petition asking people to sign it and go for the notwithstanding clause. That was the first we'd heard of it. The premier kind of, you know, didn't directly use those the, that word, but he said, oh, we're going to use all the tools we have to protect this policy, said that again yesterday, and finally we found out what that is. Um, he also said it was a judicial overreach by the judge. So um, that's something that is, is interesting in this case is the judge did uh, favor the the side of UR Pride, for at least for the injunction for the time being, pending the end of that court hearing, which we w- might not have a uh, decision on that for quite some time. It's not going to happen until November. Judicial
1: overreach. What do you make of that? I really don't know where to begin in terms of all the things that are wrong here, uh, Stephanie, but I, I'm going to begin sort of more on the personalized level. I, I watch what happened in the last week or so and I, I, I look at the decision and my conclusion is that uh, Justice McGaw acted a hell of a lot more like a dad than Scott Moe or anybody in this government is. I think this government has lost its way. I think it's listening to itself. It's listening to its own echo, its own uh, group. It's obviously listening to the Saskatchewan United Party and uh, and – When you start listening to that noise... All you hear after a while is the echo. It's not judicial overreach. If you had a problem with judicial overreach, why not go to the body that's equivalent to the legislature and challenge it in court? You chose not to. You had a press release ready to go because you knew you were going to lose a decision. And about the only thing you knew is that you basically didn't want to have any lawyers in the room or listen to any lawyers that are Don Morgan or that are Gord Wyant that are no longer in those positions in cabinet. You're listening to political voices within cabinet. You're listening to noise outside cabinet that suggests this is some huge issue. The voices that go to rallies, uh, even more so the voices that kind of publicly absorb this. And and the majority said, well, yeah, parental rights sounds like something that I can get behind." who doesn't like parental rights? Obviously, everybody likes parental rights. It means nothing. We are dealing with issues that relate to individual kids and their rights as human beings to do these kind of things. But what this is about is about people that don't like pronouns, that don't like when you sign your Twitter feed with uh, even announcing whatever your pronouns are. Uh, They're mad about this. They're mad about that those are the ones in rural saskatchewan where that's only place the sask united ran candidates but they want to say something about what they don't like in this world in the same way the trump movement uh, what we're seeing in this country related to the conservative movement about how angry they are they're looking for for someone to blame they're looking for teachers to blame they're looking for a lot of other people to blame and now they have found a collective voice in Scott Moe that is feeding back to them everything they want to hear. So in answer to your question, no, it's not judicial overreach. It's listening to political voices in your own head or that you are surrounding yourself with that aren't helpful and productive to you. And I really fear that there is no better angels that Scott Moe is listening to, and he needs to be listening to those better angels right now.
2: So now, what Adam? Back to the legislature two weeks early, as you say, and the government obviously has a big majority. So now, what happens?
0: I'm not a I'm not a constitutional law expert, so hopefully we're getting we're getting those answers. And I know that here we've spoken to a few people in just the last you know 24 hours, last 12 hours that are going to give us some of those answers. But. Uh, in the in the cases in the past and other provinces, when they have used notwithstanding clause in some cases, the oppositions have been on side. So it's been able to go right away. And they've been a kind of in agreement that, you know, we should do this. This is something that's of the public interest. In this case, the NDP has already said that they don't want to do it, but they can't stop it Um Typically, we get legislation introduced, as you know, in the fall for people that don't know, and then it gets passed in the spring with or without the NDP's blessing. They can raise a stink as much as they want. It won't matter. In this case, it's going to be interesting to see how it affects the court case, how it affects the arguments in court. Uh, Yesterday, we heard from the Civil Liberties Association, who's one one of the interveners in this case, who say this is proof that the government knew... That they're not they're are violating violating rights even to use the notwithstanding clause they knew it wasn't constitutionally valid so that may hurt the government's argument in court I don't know uh, that's going to have to wait um, I know that on October 10th there's going to be quite a circus uh, I'm anticipating I hope that doesn't happen but there could be at the legislature
2: Oh I'm already seeing people yes. talking about packing the galleries even though you have to sit quietly and you can't bring in props you might. Maybe wear multicolored shirts or I don't know. You
0: and we, know? We've seen a number of rallies uh, over the last number of years outside the legislature and the counter protest protests is becoming a bit more heated. Uh, I don't think that's going to calm down with this. As Murray mentioned, there's a lot of people on, on both sides of this issue that are that are very, uh, you know, motivated to talk and they want to have their voices heard and they want the government to hear them.
2: And Marie, this is all on the backdrop of a lot of other issues in education, which we were set to talk about today before the latest injunction. Uh, There's overcrowding. We heard from parents who want high schools built east of the city where their population is growing. There's been a report by Saskatchewan's Human Rights Commission on how well or not the school system is at helping kids with dyslexia. Uh, Where are we going to get on the Broader issues here, there's also no teacher's contract. Well,
1: this used to be the thing that we used to complain about the past NDP government about is that they would get caught up on a social issue or something and they would lose sight that you are there in government as city councils are, as other people are to deal with the meat and potato issues. And these are meat and potato issues. Unfortunately, when it comes to education – the meat and potato only happens when your kids are in school and you sort of see it. So most people that are going to these rallies and screaming about these particular issues and maybe are in Scott Mosier, aren't parents affected by this. They're certainly not parents uh, affected by kids transitioning because that's so uh, uh, incredibly minuscule that, that, that you couldn't find them if you sort of sought to seek them out in journalism as we do. But they are people who think they have a valid – voice in this argument or a valid say and they're choosing to express that. and Mo is listening to that. In doing so, what he's not listening to is a significant and serious issue that you just outlined, overcrowding. Uh, It all plays into the teacher's contract that basically say, well, you know what? If we hired more teachers, which is a big thing in the teacher's negotiation, we wouldn't have such an overcrowding thing. I don't know how much of this is nefarious politics where they're absolutely using these issues, these social issues to duck real problems. There might be an element of this. But I think – it's just a government that's lost its way. It, it's Scott Moe digging a hole that is going to be his legacy. And nobody has a good
0: legacy when it's a hole. Thanks, you guys. You're welcome. welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.